Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Had Jared Barnes on with me, our resident Pittsburgh guy, to recap Week 8 in Major League Baseball. We go through our usual weekly business, hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, some minor league talk, stadium snacks, a beer corner, and Bleacher Creatures. You can't miss this one. It was a lot of fun to record. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can find us under the bullpen cart. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. ThunderblogSports.com is where you can find all of our great blog posts. The Phillies beat the Dodgers tonight in NOLA versus Kershaw. So if you haven't checked it out yet, that blog is going to be up soon with my thoughts and reactions to the game. But enjoy this week's podcast. Like I said, let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again. Welcome to this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, and with me... Uh-oh. Oh, man, it's already getting already off to a hot start. My man, you may recognize him from his 2018 comeback to the Thunderblog, all one blog post, oh. but now one podcast. Jared Barnes, what's up, buddy? Jordy, what is going on, G-Man? It is. It has been five years since our last radio broadcast I together. I know. Don't call it a comeback. Probably will be shot in the pan, kind of like this storm outside before some softball this evening, but um, I'm looking forward to it, and it's great to be back with you, as they say, and I'm, look, I'm looking forward to doing this a lot more since we are in the city of brotherly love now. A couple blocks apart. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, just so we are recording this. It's about 7 o'clock here on Thursday, the last day of May, the 31st, for uh, those keeping track at home. Yes. But yeah, Jared's coming on. You know, the, uh, what is your title now? The Honorable Barnes? Uh, we're, <laughs> something to that effect. Oh, yeah, you know, like that. We're, yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to get into that tonight, but yeah. it's, you not, know. No, no place for politics. No, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. There's a lot going on these days. We got a it's, it's a hot stove, but that's the best part. We're talking about baseball tonight, exactly. you know, MLB hot stove. That is not copyrighted with us. Don't don't let yeah, that yeah, fool you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with, so, yeah. But it's, yeah, you, you know, I'm, it. they know. I'm, they know. I'm really looking forward to getting back with you <laughs> on the pod here and, and, and getting the folks and giving Matty D digs, even when he's not here. Oh, you got to. You, you always have to. have to. I mean, he, he doesn't listen to these anyway, so you can say whatever the hell you want to. Nothing has he changed. He never listens when he's not on. And if he is, Matt, congratulations. Welcome to a podcast you're not on. There you go, buddy. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it. Uh, the week eight in the Major League Baseball season uh, is basically in the books. Uh, we're obviously halfway through. I believe this would be week nine. But mm-hmm. let's go. Hot and cold teams of the last week. Start in the AL. Jared, I'll kick it to you. Who do you got? So, I mean, if you take a look at it, number one, and we're going, I'm going off ESPN's uh, power rankings here, is the Strohs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Strohs and Natty Bowes. I mean, it's it's one of those where you look at Garrett Cole, you look at what he's done this year. I believe it's he's the first pitcher in his first 10 starts to have 100 strikeouts for the Astros. You're, you're talking about an organization that has a long history of prolific pitchers. Yeah, Even absolutely. when they were in the NL. But now since they're our friends in the AL, you know, it's great. And they got a record of 34-20. and 20. You know, they, they're looking good this year. Yeah, what's nice about them, too, is that they had that kind of shaky start to the year. Mm-hmm. So they're, I mean, they had an unbelievable month of May. I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but to kind of put it 
Into, into perspective, I mean, 6-4 and four in their last 10, but still, and we talk about it every week, the run differential of plus 123. Wow. I mean, I don't – the Pythagorean theorem oh. of baseball, which is basically just what you're – using your run differential yeah. as expected wins and losses. I mean, the Astros, for how ridiculous their record is, I mean, they're, they're over 600, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. They should have more wins. I mean, to get the exact number for you – if you looked at it, they should be 43 and 14. I mean, that if you look at that stat here is 126 runs through 50 games. Yep. The fewest in the live ball era since 1920. Yep. That is impressive. You mean it runs against? Yes. Yeah. I mean, very impressive. The top three pitchers in the Amer- starting pitcher ERA in the American League. Yep. Man, they keep this up. It's going to be one hell of a season for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the, the ballpark of a, a high chance mm-hmm. to repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, not if a couple other teams in the American League have something to say about it. I'm going to save one because I know when our guy Greg comes back on, he'll talk about his Boston Red Sox. But I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians, ah. who Greg and I and, and Matt, when he's on, we, we harp the Indians a lot for not being off to a better start mm-hmm. than they are. I mean, they're they're over they're four games over 500. They're now four games up on their division on the okay. Detroit Tigers, who will uh, we'll talk about an incident at their ballpark a little later oh, in this podcast. Oh, I think I might have something uh, on yeah. that. Yeah, we might have the same thing. But uh-huh. the Indians have won seven of their last ten. They're they're starting to separate their run differential, uh, getting up to, I believe it's plus 31. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're starting to score runs. We've seen this a lot with the Indians in the last couple of years where they had solid hitters that, whether it's Edwin Encarnacion or – Carlos Santana when he was still with the Indians and, and now what we're seeing with him with the Phillies that start off to kind of a slow it's a slow burn for him I mean obviously they have Francisco Lindor Jose uh, Ramirez mm-hmm. who are you know solid guys but when you're coming in I mean you can say what you will they swept the White Sox and yeah it's the White Sox but that's your division you're, you're slated to play Correct. them I mean unless you want to just completely blow them up you know that that's what you have you I mean you lose one of one, or you only win one of three to the Astros in, or no, you split it in Cleveland. So I mean, all things considered, you're putting up the runs, especially when you got shelled in the first two games. Yeah. Ba- big bounce back. So I'm proud of the Indians. I think I might have picked them to win okay. the American League. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see how they do. Exactly. Uh, but we'll uh, let's move over to the National League. Uh, Jeremy, start with you for the AL. So I will start for the NL. Do it. And I am going to go with the Washington Nationals. Okay, my my look look alike uh, Bryce Harper when yes. I get a little beard on. Yeah, when you got the beard going, it's uh, it's hard to tell. Except you're a righty, he's a lefty, and so. the stats don't lie. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I could see you running into a wall at Francisville Park. Mm, so it might happen. You know, I mean, you got to have the warning track. You got to got to look down, notice it. Uh, but the Nationals, winners of six in a row, they're really getting it going. They've mm-hmm. they've finally gotten to where we thought they were going to be, overtaking yep. the Atlanta Braves yesterday in the in the National League mm-hmm. East. Uh, they're at thirty two and twenty two, a half game better than the Braves, a game and a half better than the Phillies. There you go. Uh, but I mean, this is what this is what we signed up for, and seeing them, oh, yeah. they're starting to see the pitching get better. Like you said, Bryce Harper in a contract year on a tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, he's they're killing it. They just swept there. Uh, DMV rivals, the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore, yes. and they looked sharp. Yeah, you know, Jordy, it's one of those where we have to see what they can do now in the playoffs. Exactly. Every year, it's kind of like their friends that are in the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Exactly. Great, it's exactly like great that. regular season. 
But when it comes to playoff time, when it counts, it peters out. Yep. What can they do this year? What can that team do? I mean, you have Max Scherzer on staff. You have a 19-year-old, which is going to be one of the best baseball players this year. He might get that to when he goes the second time through the league that he starts dipping down. But right now, to be 19 and in the majors, we weren't doing much at 19. We were playing club ball at 19. Yeah, that guy is – well, you were. I got off the team. But, yeah, he's talking about Juan Soto, who hit a three-run bomb in his first Uh game. Uh, Still his only homer in three of his four ribbies, but still. First pitch? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was the first pitch. Yeah, last Monday. But, I mean, the guy's slashing uh, 375, 495, and 563 is his slugging percentage. So, I mean, the guy is he's getting on base. He's getting the extra base hits where he needs to. He scored five runs. I don't know exactly where he bats in the lineup. I don't think it's very high up no. there, but you know, he's, get, he's getting the job done. So if we're going to the NL, I always have to go with my NL Central, yes. wearing my Willie Stargell jersey night with my pillbox cap. Yep. Not Stan Ross's Milwaukee Brewers, but this new brew crew yes. that we have here, RIP Bernie Mac. Yes, RIP Bernie you know, Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000 himself. Mr. Mr. Ni- Mr. 29.99. You know what? Yeah. That bunt. Spoiler alert. That bunt. Yeah. You take a look at what the Brew Crew has done in their last 10 games. They are 8-2. and two. Yes. Very impressive because you talk about a slow start. Yeah. The Brew Crew was slow starting out the gate this yes. year a little bit. We were worried that the, they were not the team we thought they were going to be, and now they are. Correct. So you take a look at that. You also take a look at they have a plus 34 run differential this year um looking at the rankings they're sixth overall in last week's power rankings yep. um it sets a number for a franchise milestone this season with their hot start i mean really they need the fewest games to reach 30 wins in franchise history 49 wow um, thanks to uh Nitzenberg and uh, espn and they won the next day wow. to give them the best record through 50 games 31 and 19 now a yeah. little bit over stats so you take a look at it, and you see they're also at 36-21 and 21 currently, 632 winning percentage. Yep. Very nice. Yes. That division this year, when you take a look at your standings, it is going to fluctuate very similar to the NL East this year. Yes. Because if you take a look, the Cubs are four and a half games back. That is going to change as the year goes on. You take a look at the, the, the Redbirds. They're five games back. My Pittsburgh Pirates are six games back. And then the Cincinnati Reds, well, that – better than we thought they were. I mean, I've shit on their pitching rotation a lot, and they've allowed the most runs, but they are – they are in dead last, but I would not expect them to be at 20 games right No, now. I, I, I wouldn't either, and that kind of goes into one of my cold teams. I'll start with my NL cold team. Yeah, here. absolutely. You know, nine, they're 20 and 37 right now, a 351, which would be a great batting average – but winning at winning percentage, yeah. not Three, so much. Three fifty-one, yeah. Yeah, not so much. So I mean, you look at where they're at right now. What what are they gonna do about Joey Votto? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things we've talked about this now for like a year and a half. Yeah. Of are they asking for too much? When when is enough enough? And you just kind of dump them. Uh, I mean, you also look at it too of of where they've been. They've lost. A number of series, almost in a row, they, they snuck one by your Pirates yep. to break that streak. But they were on a little bit of a tear. They, they did sweep the, the injury-prone Dodgers out in Chavez Ravine. Injury land, as I've called it on the blog. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's a, play, it's a place of Don't injury. Don't go to Chavez. Don't, do not go to Chavez Ravine. You'll get a foul ball hit off an extremity. No. Um, 
we'll get to that in a yes. little bit. But um, yeah, I mean the Reds, they're in a, such a weird funk. But they like had they, the best player in the NL last week in Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, Scooter Jeanette's having an awesome year. So I mean, you almost have to think you don't want to let him go. No, because he's good, and he, I mean, basically rode that four home run game around this time last year. I think is when it was, and they've he's ridden that to just a great basically year. If you you know, splice it in that regard. Right. Batting four or 343, uh, not that much higher of an on-base percentage, but the slugging percentage is 551, which I'll take that any day of the week. Ten homers, that leads the team. Uh, not close to the NL lead. Um, but, I mean, yeah, their pitching staff is really where I kind of you know, – their lowest earned run average on their team among starters is uh, Tyler Mayle, who's at 476. Oh, boy. Oh, not good. But, I mean, really quickly to, to kind of wrap up the Brewers, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make this point of Please. who they've beaten. They sweep the Diamondbacks. They take three out of four from the Mets, including a 17-6 to blowout. Okay. And then they just took two out of three from the Cardinals, another okay. team that a lot of people pegged as a, as a potential wild card runner. Uh, they're right there. I mean, they're only a game behind the Phillies, mm-hmm. who technically are the second wild card yes. team right now. Uh, I mean, it's... The end of May, so we're really looking ahead there. Yes. But uh, you know, I mean, so it's all quality wins from them, and mm-hmm. to kind of put a bow on on both the Reds, not so much. We need more out of Billy Hamilton. Yeah, he's only three days younger than me, but I need more out of Billy Hamilton. Yeah, what do you have his batting average? It's I, really I, low. I do two oh eight with two home runs, fourteen yeah. RBIs, and an on base percentage of two ninety this year. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of to kind of get into the fantasy nerd of it, a lot of people look to him for stolen bases. He has nine. Yeah, which at this point of last year, I think he had like twenty. And and, and, and you take a look at two what his career average is. He's you know, he's just 44 points away from his career average. I mean, 19 home runs a season, 146 RBIs a year. And, you know, I mean, it's – you take a look and it's like his on-base percentage is a 297 career. Yeah. So, where are we at, Billy? You were, you were one of those key players. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the fact that they have 20, 20 wins yeah. without that is, you know, applause to you, Cincinnati. Yep, excellent. Yeah. Well, let's go to the American League. Uh, since you started with your cold team for there, I'll start in the AL with my cold team. And similar, similarly to our guy Greg, I'm going to pick a team that's in the thick of it that uh, you know I'm just a little little depressed about, and that is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, oh, no. of California, of the United States of America, of North America. I uh, fucked it up because I normally say which America, North America, well, hey. um, the head of state line from Tracy Morgan. I love it. Uh, yeah, the, we saw the Mariners make a trade to go out and get Denard Span and Alex Colomb. A uh, good way to load up for them earlier this week. Um, Is that eighty-year-old Denard Span? Yeah, yeah, that Denard Span. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they and the the Mariners have won seven to three and are now a game back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels kind of cooling off a little bit. Still niche good at home. Had that series with the Yankees over the weekend and did okay. Mike Trout at his first five for five game. Wow! Yeah, big deal for him. And of course, when they talked about it on Sports Center, they had to put it into the terms of who's done it against the Yankees, which that's getting real deep into the mm-hmm. not even saber metrics, just the yeah. Yankee metrics. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're good on the road. They're eighteen and ten, but that home record still. 12-17, and 17, the Astros even got back above it, and they were really bad at home for a while. 
Um, the Indians are above it too, and they weren't they weren't that good. And so I mean, you're starting to see you know that that's going to make the difference if they start playing well at home. I mean, Jared, you, you may even make that 500 or just above yeah. it. You make it uh, you know 15 and 14, and they're two games back. They're tied in the wind column as yeah. the Mariners. So I mean. The fact that they weren't delayed by the cold hurt them. <laughs> yeah. and, and you take a look at it, too. You look at their last four with Detroit. Yeah. You know, they they, lo- they only won one game out of that series. Uh, they had a power surge in game two with, with a 9-2 victory over uh, Tropiano. However, when you only score a collective six runs in the other three games. Yeah, it's wow, not good. It's not good. And then you go back to even two with – they lost two out of three with the Yankees. They – Got two out of three with Toronto, and then you drop three out of four from Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah. it's come on, guys. You are better you than pick this. that up. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of that's what we're talking about with the Indians. You know, they they beat who's on their schedule, and and that's why they've done so well. And if you're the if you're the Angels, you're playing those Tigers who aren't mm-hmm. good, losing two or three at Yankee Stadium. You made a cross country trip. Yep. You, know, you go up to Toronto and then you have to cross the border. You know that's never fun. Yeah. But yeah, you know, then you go and play a team like the Tigers and you, like you said, Tampa Bay at home. Yeah. Like that's not that's not good. No. Like you got you got to be better than that. And I mean, the crazy thing about it all is that their run differential is still great. Yeah. Um. You know they've allowed. I don't have the exact ranking, but I mean their runs allowed. They're you know right in the middle of the pack. So I think you fix that a little bit. They get a little. Tighter on the, the mm-hmm. starting front, their bullpens kind of meh as well. Uh, so we'll we'll see where they go from there. Absolutely. But yeah, let's. Uh, so that'll wrap it up for hot and cold teams. If you think we missed anything, let us know in the comments. But we're gonna move on to the top players of the week. We start with the Roy Hobbs MVP of mm-hmm. the week, and we'll start in the American League. Jared, I'll let you start. Who do you got? I got that five foot nothing. Stop. That second baseman, you know him as Jose Altuve. You know, this past Altuna. week. Yeah, you know what? He went 15 for 32 this past week. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Four, 469 batting average. You take a look at this man. I got a whole foot on this guy. Yeah. I can't even break. I was batting t- uh, the last two months of my last season of men's ba- baseball below the Mendoza line. Yep. And this guy, it's like Vlad Guerrero. That big strike zone he used to have, bang, he could hit anything. Uh, eight runs in that span. Two dongs, uh, home runs, uh, seven <laughs> RBIs. Technical terms with Jared te- Barnes. Technical terms. Um, two stolen bases, and then you take a look at the percentages. You yep. know, 485 on base percentage, great. Any Anything I would say over 300 is just, that is a great percentage. But then you look at the slugging, he had an 8, 813 slugging percentage. No, it's incredible. I mean, I it's... Mean, you mentioned the homers. He has some doubles in there as well. It's... You know, that's, that's always good to help. But, I mean, you're getting up there. I mean, the one thing that you can give him a knock for is he struck out seven times, which yeah. I'm going to get to a guy that did the same thing in a second. But, you know, that's okay when you're getting on base 15, you know, 15 times by hit, one time by walk, 16 times in the course of a week. You can afford seven strikeouts there. Right, and I, and I mean, it's it's really one of those two. You, you, you really you dial down into it and you go, okay, what are you looking for? I mean, this guy is a consummate professional. You know, use those cliches. No. He's always there. He's finding ways to get on base. Yep. That's a hell of a one-two punch, though, at the top of the lineup, don't you think? Absolutely. 
yeah, those the the Astros. I mean, that whole lineup. You can construct it any which way. Which you know, the their opponents in last year's World Series were the masters of it, and, and still are doing it right now. But the Astros have adopted it in full. They did mm-hmm. during the World Series, and it's incredible what they can do. When you have a center fielder in George Springer that's leading the team with 11 home runs, you have a shortstop that's leading the team with 36 RBIs, then you have Altuve at second base batting 335. Man, that's that's stout. No, it's good. It's very good. But that's yeah, that's a fantastic pick. Mine is going to be kind of gave it away. Edwin Encarnacion. Uh-huh. I talked to him to, I've talked about him a little bit before. Uh, getting out of his, you know, his traditional pre-Memorial Day hibernation. Uh, he's a little bit of a, a late waker in the spring, if you will. Um, even though I don't think that's a word. Uh, 11 hits over 27 ABs. Three homers, which is very good. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, he slashed 407, 467, and 815 Ooh. on the week. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, kind of just piggybacking off of my hot team, but... I mean, it helps when you when you're you're the cause, and and Encarnacion did that, and I mean, Yonder Alonso's up there too. He had two two homers and went ten for twenty four, so he's over four hundred as well. But Edwin, you know, I mean, he'll be a leading charge on that of especially in the power category. So good for him getting up there now. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those. It, you know, you look at him throughout his career, and, and you talk about that slow start. Yeah, every single every year. single year. That was the perennial. You you talk about perennial favorites, the perennials coming out of the ground. You name it, anything perennial. You knew that there was going to be a slow start, just like your first baseman for your Philadelphia Phillies. Yep, Carlos Santana, not the guitar player, the one wearing number forty. Is it forty one? Forty one. You you take a look at that and you go, wow. When are you going to wake up? Yeah. The daisies are out, bud. Let's go. Well, the nice thing, and we'll get to Santana. We'll yeah. get to the Phillies in, in a second, but to just since we're on Santana. Yeah. Uh, and I saw an interesting point on NBC Sports Philly of just the fact of in, he had a bad April. Mm-hmm. Nobody's arguing no. that. His May, though, with the power numbers he put up, home runs, doubles, his lightning percentage is the best on the team. And it's – I need the exact number, and we'll probably get to it when we mm-hmm. get to the Phillies. But – would you rather have that and him batting 220 or him batting 270 with all singles? So, there you go. I mean, you have to string together and get him across the board, but still, it's nice there. But to your point, his batting average, I'm more than confident, will go up just as Edwins is starting to. And Encarnacion, I think, along with the rest of those guys, is going to help lead them really into, I think, a almost insurmisable gap by the uh, by the time the All-Star break rolls around. Not your Edwin with the Reds when we were in high school. No. Which I was seeing eight eight times plus a year in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are pre-Blue Jays days, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but let's move over. The Billy Chapel Pitcher of the Week. We'll start in the NL this time. I'll go first. I, bl- I have Max Scherzer. There it is. My, I, you know, Probably my consummate. There you go, Billy Chapel pick because he always does so well. Sometimes I'll throw in Syndergaard on the DL now or uh, Jacob Degrom, but I'm going with Scherzer. 14 innings pitched last week, 16 Ks uh, allowed, four runs. So, hmm. but still an ERA of 2.57. He got wins in both of them. The thing that stands out to me the most: he only allowed nine hits and three walks. It's a whip of .86, and that's why you win games. Even if you're letting up you know, runs here and there, which obviously he did, uh, the fact that you're you know, putting them down when they need to mm-hmm. is, 
is a pretty big deal. And you mentioned it before, you know, Scherzer, can he keep it together? I think he got a little banged up towards the end of last year. But if he keeps it going and gets above 300 strikeouts and, and all that good stuff, we could see you could see a historic year from him. Well, you know, and, and then the fact you just look at him, I mean, catcher for our cl- or our men's team, Will Mazdick looks just like him. Wish he pitched like him, but he's a hell of a catcher. Yeah, but, you, but, okay. you, but you look and you go, wow, look at that lineup behind him. Once again, how are we not getting further in the playoffs? I hate to harp on that. Yeah. Regular well, this season. Was, this was Kershaw for years. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And now you look at that young team that's around him, and, I mean, I'll go and, you know, talk about my pitcher for the NL real quick, just Ross Stripling. Minimum I for my two pitchers, minimum of twelve innings for the two pitchers yep. I picked. Thirteen point two innings, nineteen Kenamental Ks on the Kenamental K board, if you yep. know it where that's at PNC Park. Um he had two wins, a zero point six six ERA. Yeah. Very, very nice. Hitters in scoring position, zero point eight eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean he I watched him last night against the <laughs> Phillies and he just dummied them left and right. He had some Really good pitches. He has this slider that's almost – it ranges between the mid-80s and the low-90s. Yep. So they – on their scouting report, they even had to have the – they even had to clarify when they're like, oh, he has a fastball yep. slider. And the color commentary goes, well, well, technically it is, but yeah. it can fly in like a cutter, zip at mm-hmm. you and move in. Uh, and it was incredible watching this guy pitch. The only earned run he had in those two wins was a home run. Yep. Ten hits. That's it. That was a home run from Nick Williams in his last inning last night. There you go. Nick Williams, who's and we'll get to him a little yeah. bit on that, a little bit on a tear. Uh oh. Uh, not a big tear. Yeah. The just a little. Just, just like right a, it's like the oh. little like the start of the rip when you're opening like a bag of chips or something. Just that little pre-rip. I hope it becomes a full rip, but we'll uh, get there. Yes. Uh, American League. Jared, you start. Chorus Kluber, your Cleveland Indians. Yes. Um, not big a Cleveland, big Cleveland episode tonight. Yeah, I know. Not a bit outside by oh. any means. Twelve point oh. one innings, seventeen Ks, one win, zero walks. Oh. That right there, zero walks. That's key. We go back to Rossi had two for in the NL. Zero point zero zero ERA. Zero point eight one with hitters in position. Zero earned runs, ten inch, no home runs. I, you, it's Corey Kluber. Zero walks, too. Yeah, I mean... To 17 strikeouts. Yeah. Nuts. And that curveball, the one thing I've seen, even when I remember back to when they were playing the Cubs in the World Series, the curveball. Yeah. It's deadly. That could be his first pitch. That can also be his strikeout pitch. He might come back-to-back curveballs on you. Yep. That is a dangerous, dangerous man. And it's not my little Sunday slow meatball that kind of curves and everybody knows where it's going. It's fallen off the table and then fallen off the floor. Yep. It's nuts. It really is. Yeah, so mine, uh, it's, I, well, not my pick. It's worth noting Dylan Bundy Uh-oh. of the Baltimore Orioles had 20 strikeouts last week. Wow. 15 innings pitched. So good job on you, Dylan. But you're not my Billy Chapel American League Pitcher of the Week. Mine is going to be Luis Severino ah. of the New York Yankees, a pitcher who a lot of people thought wasn't going to repeat the performance yeah. he had last year, especially after his wild card mm-hmm. performance in the Yankees. Surprising run to the ALCS, nearly going to the World Series. But in the last seven days, he's pitched 13 innings, 16 strikeouts, uh, 1-0, has a 2.08 ERA, a whip of 1. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, he's doing exactly what you want him to do. He's not letting up a lot of runs, only three up. 
uh, and you know only letting up a base runner an inning, and if you're not converting them, you know that being at one is fine by me. Well, you take a look at what the Yankees are doing these days. Uh, it's they're not a Yankees from a couple years ago where you're like, oh, what are you middle of the road? What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on here? But you you really you're 35 and 17 Yankees. That's amazing right yeah. now. And Severino's eight and one. My by the way, he's almost he'll likely hit. Uh, I shouldn't say likely because he has to get eight strikeouts to get to 100. But he's at 92 strikeouts right now. Yeah. I mean, he's having a pretty pretty good season so far yeah. in 12 starts. So I mean, we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, and and how everything goes with him and with the Yankees. And we have a fan question later to answer about All right. the Yankees. And uh, I mentioned his name before, but it's from our good friend Greg Piatelli. There he is. Uh, but yeah, so that's our, our Billy Chapel. We move on. Henry Rowan Gardner, Pitcher of the Week. Before we get to it, Jared, how do you like the movie name titles? Uh, you know, I, I like it. I yeah. mean, we have always been theme heavy yeah. for the good or the bad. Yeah, exactly. First time I've seen this, had an hour to prepare. Yeah. I dig it. It well, got me pumped. It, so far. it got me pumped. That's what that, I mean, you got to keep it going. We're talking baseball for an hour, and we love it, obviously. But for the casual fan, they might be like, oh, do we have a striker. Do we have a Lou Brown manager of the week? Is that in no, there somewhere? That's tough to do because we do the hot teams. So, uh, unless we had, like. Oh, Clint Hurdle got tossed, so yeah, he would I mean, have been my Lou Brown of the week. Yeah, I mean, you could use that for a bleacher creature. <laughs> yeah, you could use that as, yeah. <laughs> I that's think what it's have, reserved for. We slash, might have a creature, though. Slash. Yeah, literal one. Slash baseball players are fucking nuts. Just didn't want to, yeah, that's the other the other title of it well, when it's when it's players, not I dig fans. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start with the Henry Rowan Gardner Rookie of the Week. Uh, I'm gonna start in the National League, Jared, and Perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one close to your heart. I'm gonna Uh-oh. go with Austin Meadows. Oh, there Pirates, he is. Who this week went 455, two homers, stole two bases, had four ribbies. Couple doubles, a triple. He slashed 455, 480 on the on base percentage, 909 on the slugging percentage, Jared. He is over 300 points higher on OPS than any other rookie that qualified in the uh, a number of at bats for last week. We've known about him for a while in the Pirates organization, even though I don't get to follow it very closely anymore. When I go home and I turn on uh, 97, 93.7 The Fan. Oh, shout he, out them. I know, even yeah. though I will have to say, in comparison to the radio stations out here, uh, compared with the Fanatic and WIP, sports radio sucks in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We whine a lot. I will admit that in my heart of hearts. But Austin Meadows always comes to the top. Yes. You look at who, where he came from, coming through the Indians, coming from the curve. You know, talking about our minor league report coming up here in a little yeah. bit. He is the key. You know, to look at, okay, you, you have Josh Harrison who keeps getting hurt. You have Marte who keeps getting hurt. You got El Coffee, Gregory Gregory Prolanco coming out of it right now yeah. and really actually having a great season. What is his nickname? El Coffee. El, El Coffee. Coffee Black. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. He, like when from he, semi-pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then you also look at Mr. Bell at first base, number fifty-five. You know, this it's a young team. We just don't have pitching, but when we have these outfielders like we do, and what we can see, what's How about going the in, Corey Dickerson signing? I mean, good for you guys, dude. Just. I, I was shocked, especially for an organization that doesn't want to spend any goddamn money. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Finally got one right. Yeah, a little, little value add. There. Well, you know, hey, it is what it is. No. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my that's my National League pick. All and right. Jared, what do you got in the National so League? So I have Mr. Torres of your 
New York pinstripes, yes. the Yankees. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You were hammered in the AL. We split the, we split up the dudes. We, we did. We did. And you want to talk about his slash line. 368. Yes. Very nice. 429. Let's add it all together. 1.158. Not too shabby of the last seven days. Not too shabby at all. Six games out of, out of seven days. Let's take a look at it. Five runs, seven hits, five dong shots, nine ribbies. But then you want to go second level. Where was he in comparison to Lee? This man's a rookie. Yeah. Tied for first in home runs and slugging in the American League last week. Yep. Now, granted, you had a consummate professional in Scooter in the NL. So you take a look. you got a guy that's been in the league for a little bit. Yeah. Tied for first in RBIs. Tied for second in total bases with 22. And I thank Major League Baseball for these stats. The Yankees, with their murderer's row that they have with their big hitters. Yes. This team is coming back around. Oh, yeah. And who would have thought with the new manager? Yeah, with uh, with Booney, who there's a uh, – speaking of, of Lou Brown managers of the week, he got rung up. Oh, no, uh, I didn't good. see that. Yeah, I think it was – I forget if it was between the last pot or not, but he uh, – he was pretty steamed up. He comes out. He steals the Terry Francona, wears the the, the short sleeve pullover hey, so, man. instead of the uni. But he comes out. He threw his hat. He got all oh. pissed off. I mean, look at Booney. Look and, at Booney Until go. you pull a Lou, a sweet Lou Pinella, I don't want to hear from you. Who's or, the, well, who was the guy for the, the Braves minor league team? I, the guy Wellman. The, yeah, because Wellman. I looked him up guy for the used, minor league yeah. report. He yeah. took... Grenade, folks. He actually took the rosin yeah, the back, yeah, crawled behind the mound, <laughs> threw it, loved it. He also <laughs> threw the ump out, too, covered the plate, and then oh, poured water on the plate. These are two separate instances, too. But they meld together. Yeah. Lloyd McClendon, though, when he stole first base with the Pirates back yeah. when they had, still had the uh, sleeveless jerseys, I think that was around 2001, 2002. Yeah. Still a classic. Also, it's tough to beat Sweet Lou. It's Lou Pinella. Yeah, tough, tough to beat him. You, you, you can't because you had the red days, you had the Mariner days, then you had the Cubbies days. Yeah. And Cubbies Lou was probably pro- the best loved, in oh, my yeah. opinion. They loved Lou Pinella in Chicago. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, so getting back onto it, before the minor league report, yeah. the Crash Davis minor league report. Yeah. Jared, I figured cause, because you're here, oh. we went to Lehigh, we yeah. keep it. In the the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs theme, go to the International League. Yes. Triple A baseball. Oh. A lot of guys are on forty man rosters. Uh, you know, and it's a, it's an exciting league. I mean, we've had we've talked about the the Iron Pigs in mm-hmm. a lot on this podcast before, but definitely a ton of fun to be had at Coca Cola Park. Well, I mean, it, being someone who has run a five k there, where you eat a half pound of bacon halfway through, and I pr'd at about twenty three fifty with the half pound of bacon, it is a fun ballpark. But I'm I so happy that's your PR is that a bacon run. Is a bacon run. Now, if I run a 5K anywhere else, I'm in the I'm in the 24th. However, I will admit, and I know this surprises you every time, never went to Coca-Cola Park for a game. Have not been there. Really? For, I thought you came to a game with us. No. no. I, I, was, I wasn't available that night. It was working. It's, it's upsetting. Yeah. We need to fix it. Yeah. So I thought you said the Chad Davis minor yeah, league report. Chad Davis. Yeah. Mr. Chad Davis. He's Even, listening. Chad, what's up? Even though you're dead to us, you're over at Lafayette now. But that's that that, college. Yeah, that's that something referred to that college. Yeah. But we'll, we'll take a look. We actually broke it down, Jordy. I'll let you talk about the players, but I wanted to talk about the three divisions. Apparently, we have no East Division in the International League. 
Which, no, yeah, it's internationally if it's not international anymore. Yeah. Which which makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. There but used to be like seven Canadian teams, and the Phillies had the last one in Ottawa. They moved to Lehigh Valley. There you go. And it's been I think the Iron Pig is like ten years old. It's been not international, but all national. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start with your South Division, which holds your defending champion Durham Bulls, who boast a record of twenty nine and twenty two right now. That's your Tampa Bay. Ray affiliate uh, last ten games three and seven so yeah. I mean they're kind of falling down a little bit. they are we go next to the Norfolk Tides with those big destroyers that they are half a game back twenty eight and twenty two six and four in the last ten yeah your Gwinnett Stripers we we dropped the Braves apparently didn't know that happened no this has been a big theme in minor league baseball over the last year they all change their names from, especially if they have the same name as the big league oh club. there you go so like the Binghamton Mets and the the double yeah. A in the Eastern Division they're no longer the Binghamton Mets they're the Binghamton Rumble Ponies because oh, the Binghamton has the most that's right merry go rounds per capita so this is a big it's a big minor league baseball theme and. They're not the Ak- the Akron Arrows anymore. They're the Akron Rubber Duckies. Uh, you know what? Which yeah. on Major League Baseball, I was picked up by the Rubber Ducks. So oh, there it you was go. A, it was a good day. So you're telling me, my t- little town of Glassport, when we had the mills open where I grew up, we yeah. had the most bars per capita. Would have, We would have been the Glassport drunks? Is yeah. that what you were telling me? Probably. Perfect. I mean, that's kind of like in Brockmire. There. I forget their, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's their, their team name is something along that same oh. line. So the Stripers are twenty three and twenty seven. Your first team in the division under five hundred, five and a half back, seven and three in their last ten, looking good. And then you end up with your Charlotte Knights, not the Vegas Golden Knights. That's way different. Uh, but different they, color scheme too. Yes, they could, green they, and blue. They could use Flurry as a catcher though, I think, because they're twenty one and thirty one, eight and a half back, five and five in their last ten. I also find it really funny. I'm on the current standings page on milb.com. Yes. And they have the elimination numbers already. Little I. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Like it's like the team that's like the the Norfolk Tides are a half a game back and their elimination numbers ninety. Like, why do we need to know this? <laughs> You're the but, stats man, you tell me. I, I'm just a lowly political scientist, you yeah, know. You know, I mean I'm not uh I'm not Tim Kirkchin, so I can't say on this day. <laughs> I'd and you can touch it. the ground on your seat currently, so I can. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, no, it is interesting that it's north, south, west, west. There's no, there's no east. Uh, I guess so because it's all ran- like they're so randomly placed. Like you're probably going to go through the standings in a minute, but like yeah. the north division goes from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, all the way up to Syracuse and Rochester, mm-hmm. down to to Allentown and Scranton a little bit, yep. Buffalo, like. All over the place there. I mean, the, the South Division, though, or the North, the West Division is, I guess that's kind of all. There's two Ohio teams. There's Louisville, which is basically Ohio. Yeah. Um, and Indy, Indianapolis. So I guess they're kind of bunched together, but they're still spread apart. They are. Like, I mean, it, you know, and you, you talked about the West Division. Uh, that's right now that uh, the Mud Hens are 32 and 19. They are leading that division. They're 4 and 4 and 6 in their last 10. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Mud Hens, the Toledo Mud They're Hens. Good in their division though, I see. They are, have a sweet line of retro shirts though. Do they? They do. It's uh, the the Mud Hen got it looks like the old penguin, the fat penguin. No, I know the yeah, I know this logo. Yep. It's I remember this like MLB 2005, MVP baseball 2005. Sweet yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah. Then you go to the Indianapolis Indians, which are your Pittsburgh Pirates affiliate. Um, which is funny because the Cleveland Indians AAA team is in this division. You'll get to in a second. Correct, and they're they're we're right at five hundred. We're six and a half back, four and six in the last 
10, you know, it's one of those where Indy has always been the faltering, I would have to say, most years you really should flip-flop the Altoona curve with the Indianapolis Indians because you look at their records, the curve are always a really good team. The yeah. Indians, they kind of get there, and I don't know what happens. Do the prospects just do the double A to the big leagues? Is that what they end up doing then? A lot, of the, the t- a lot of the time. Yeah. I think Meadows just had a cup of coffee with the Indians. It yeah. was, wasn't very long. That's what, that's what uh, – so, uh, Sosa did, or so, uh, what's his face for the uh, the Nationals did. Yes, he played like he only had like four hundred bats with them, and up in big leagues, hitting home runs. Next, you get to your Columbus Clippers, twenty four and twenty seven, eight back, four and six in their last ten, and then the Louisville Slugger Bats. Yeah. Wonder where they got that name from. Well, the Louisville Logo's bats. actual like vampire bats. Exactly, yeah. and that's your Reds organization, sixteen and thirty three. Yeah. What is their elimination number? Because they are fifth. Back and three and seven in their yeah, last ten. Seventy-five. So huh. they're you say they're they're pretty close. Yeah, you're uh, you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, you know, in in the West, it's you look at this and really minor league baseball is actually getting better because you go over now to the North Division, which is the biggest division out of the three. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the first place team because I'm going to let you talk about your piggies. Yeah, so the pigs are in first place. They're doing doing pretty well. Uh, they they've called up a number of guys. Cause mm-hmm. We'll get to the Phillies in a second, but the Phillies have gone through a lot of injuries. Yeah. So we'll see if this holds up uh, in terms of where they're where they're at. But I mean, they just called up Dylan Cousins. Yep. What's crazy though, Jared, is that there's of qualified players within there. They have they're doing so well as a team that they of top numbers, which. Get this. I mean, the oh, and base percentage first. Uh, they they have a number of guys above three hundred, mm-hmm. but they only have Joey Menezes. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Their we first baseman uh, batting three eighteen. Uh, they have Mitch Walding, who just got called up to the Phillies last mm-hmm. night, slugging third baseman. Uh, he made his first ever start. Very nice. He's going to his hometown in San Francisco ah, tomorrow. Going to the Bay. Going Sitting the on bay. the dock of it. Uh, probably. I mean, if he hits one in the McCovey Cove, Uh-oh. who knows? Uh, so, I mean, we'll see that. Dylan Cousins also got called up. That guy can fucking slam the oh, ball. Dude, I tell you what. And he, did he get called up, if I'm correct, for uh, Mr. Carisi's Hoskins? Was it for Reese yeah, Hoskins? Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. Reese Hoskins going on the DL today. But, yeah, the Pigs looking, looking very good. At yep. the moment, but we'll see. I mean, a lot of their pitching is still there, so which it looks is, like that's their big that's their big draw right now. And, and which is really great. I mean, they're twenty nine and twenty two, five and five in their last ten. You know, with having the biggest division, six teams in the North, you are going to have a closer because you look at the teams that are in that division. You go next down to the Buffalo Bisons, which is the Toronto organization. They're twenty five and twenty. Kind of crazy. Back. They used to be the Mets, and now Buffalo and Toronto being so close together. Well, you, you take a look at that and how these minor league teams switch affiliates. As they go, yeah. I, I mean, I you, you look at you go down to the Fightins. Sixty years, the longest active team with a team in minor yeah. league baseball. That's awesome. Um, they're seven and three in their last ten. Are the Buffalo Bisons, the Rochester Wet Red Wings, Chris Osgood, not part of this team whatsoever. No. From your Detroit Red Wings, and this is the Minnesota affiliate. Twenty six and twenty three, two games back, five and five in the last ten. The Syracuse, jeez, oh, I can't even speak anymore. The Syracuse Chiefs. Three and a half back, 25 and 25, right at 500, six and four in their last 10. And I want to say 
that their former man, their manager is the former first base coach of the Buccos. And I can't think of his name. He used to sing the national anthem before every game. Real nice guy. Real nice guy. I'll take guy. your word for it. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Next on to your Yankees affiliate, the not the Wilkes-Barre Scranton, the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. SBW. Yes. Formerly uh, the Red Barons, the Philadelphia Phillies organization. This is true. 24 and 27, five back, five and a five five and five in their last 10. And then the Paw Sox, or the Raw Sox, as I have them here for I don't know what reason, makes sense. Good, good 20, handwriting. I know. Yeah. 23 and 27, five and a half back, five and five in their last 10. So I mentioned how minor league baseball, they're changing all the names and everything, and and to make them a little more like kid friendly or little, you know have cool logos, well, like, mm-hmm. just like the other fighting fills did. Uh, the Paw Sox, if Paw you, Sox. if you don't know their new logo, it used to be a P that was in the same style as the Boston mm-hmm. B. It's now a polar bear, like a polar bear that looks like he's just growling at you. So really going with the Paw theme. Do but, we not? Do we not have anything sacred anymore? Uh, I, you know, I, I, mean, I can't speak to we, we can't, we, Red Sox no, organization. No more seals. Greg's not here to defend himself, oh, so geez. yeah, Greg, what are you doing? Yeah, man, we anyway, need you here. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. We'll do a little little Phillies chat and a little Pirates chat if you want. Okay. Uh, so the Phils, yeah, they've had an interesting week. If you haven't checked out my blogs on the site, uh, go check those out. I write a recap after every game. Been trying to do that recently, so I'd love to get your thoughts on it as well. They're out in LA. I mentioned before it is a place of injury in 2018. Uh, Clayton Kershaw coming back from the DL tonight against the Phillies, uh, against Aaron Nola. Justin Turner was on the DL before. Chase Utley just hit the DL. The, t- the player the Dodgers are now calling Dad. Dad! Yeah. We're going to be playing with Dad Caroli here in a little bit for softball. Yeah. So, I mean, things coming in full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, the Phillies have lost two of the first three games. Monday night, Reese Hoskins took a foul ball off his face. He... Did you see it, Jared, the play? I, I saw it. You tweeted yeah. it out. I took a look at it, and then they're interviewing him today, and he looks like a chipmunk. Yeah. He played last night. He doubled. Correct. Well, here's the thing that I was listening today when I was listening to 97.5 The Fanatic. Taking a listen, the team doctor for the Dodgers organization cleared him to play. Yeah, he passed concussion protocol. Irregardless of that fact. Why was nothing done with the CAT scan or something? Because he takes another one to the jaw. It's going to look like Austin Reese for the Penguins yeah. when Tom Wilson hit him. The jaw's going to move all out of the way. Yeah, He's lucky he ended up just with a fracture because you or me, I know we drink a lot of milk. We would have split you probably it. probably more than me. Split, and soy milk. It's very delicious. Right. Would have, I would have nice. lost teeth. Yeah, He didn't lose any teeth. No, no chiclets. Good on Yeah, he was not spitting chicklets. Shout Mm-mm. out to them. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So he played last night. He gets the CT scan today. Or actually, I think he got it. He he got it before the game, and they said that he had the the fracture. So it was a little bit of a shock that he played. Uh, but it looked like he was going to. Or on Tuesday he played. So he got it yesterday. Yeah. Keep forgetting it's a four. Memorial Day fucked me up, so I'm forgetting. All this. Figuratively or literally. Uh, got fucked up at a wedding and <laughs> figuratively now with days and yes. all that. Um, but so he plays Tuesday, gets a double. Mm-hmm. Wednesday he gets a CT scan. Mm-hmm. It turns out he has a fracture. They're debating whether or not they want to put him on the DL. But they're sending they sent him they flew him home last night. Yeah. They're gonna have the Phillies doctor look at him and figure out if he needs to get surgery. 
or if it can be done in a non-surgical way. Yep. Doesn't really need to be said, but non-surgery obviously gets back quicker. Yep. Surgery is out. He's on the DL for longer. But he's on the ten day, not the sixty day, which is good. Sixty days usually shut down for the season. Is Gabe putting him on a juice cleanse when if he's wired shut? Maybe. That's a that's a legitimate embrace to be. I mean, you think about that, Gabe. Clean eating. Yeah. Big man looks good, ladies. If you haven't seen him yet on the uh, photos online, I'm telling you what. Gabe the babe, as Greg calls him. I mean, coconut oil and all, I mean, he might come back stronger and meaner. Well, he needs to. I mean, he was in a big slump when he got before he got hurt. So, I mean, hopefully he comes back very strong, yeah. regardless of how he plays baseball. But, I mean, he can't be in more of a slump than that. And think, hopefully it's a slump buster for it. And, and overall, we want to make sure he's okay. Exactly. Because, you know, he might have one of those concussions and sneak up on him. We don't know at this point. That's Even, kind of the scary thing about concussions. Yeah. That kind of shit can happen. Exactly. So, what else are your Phillies up to? Anything good? Did Mr. Arietta pitch well the other day? He did. He had a very strong night. Their only win uh, went seven innings. Don't have the uh, the strikeout count, but he's been fantastic for the Phillies, both on the field and off. He's been a very strong presence in the locker room, really showing uh, you know the young guys very young rotation. Uh, so guys like Nick Pavetta. Guys like Zach Eflin, who got shelled last night. Uh, you know, kind of the ropes there. Um, the Phillies are an interesting spot. They they only have one lefty in the entire pitching staff, so they're all righties for starters. They have one lefty reliever uh, who they actually just sent down today, uh, Drew Hutchison. So we'll see. We'll see how they go. Yeah. Um, and you know, they've obviously made a lot of moves. We talked about before Dylan Cousins coming up. Uh, Mitch coming up, playing last night. So we'll see. I mean, they're in an interesting spot. They're a game and a half out. Yep. And if they can keep it together, they're playing a Giants team that they swept in four games a couple weeks ago at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, we can see how they do there. Then they uh, go to the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. So we'll see. I mean, it looks like that we may – we probably get them at the end of the Giants series, but Arietta might get a, a little return home to Wrigley. But we'll see how it all goes. So I'm still pretty optimistic, even with the injuries, because I think even with Pedro Florimon, who had been such a a unsung hero mm-hmm. for the team, uh, no matter where you could stick him, whether it was in the infield or even having him just pitch, pitch two innings this yep. year. Uh, you know, hopefully he comes back soon. He has a yeah. fracture in his foot. Another foul ball. Foul ball is the true enemy of the Philadelphia Phillies. We need, I don't know what we need. Everybody's getting injured these days. You're going yeah. football, baseball, basketball. Football players are getting hurt and the season hasn't started yet. Yeah. It's, not, it's like OTAs. What the yeah. fuck's going on? I have no clue. But you know what, Jordy? That was a great report. I will not be able to top that with your Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Um, what is a slide and what isn't a slide? Yeah, so I'm glad that we're bringing this up. So do you want to... Do you want to bring us into it or do you want me to your pirates currently fourth in the nl central 29 and 26 uh last report i was looking at they were down four nothing to your st louis cardinals in st louis in the bottom of the first so really haven't been able to keep up with the buckos being here in philadelphia working like a dog but mr rizzo slid into home plate with our very good catcher and why am I blanking on his name? And we're getting it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Francisco Cervelli? No, it was Elliot. It was uh, Mr. Diaz. Yeah. 
There is a rule, three foot or a foot and a half either side of the base path. Yeah. You're in the running lane. Taking a look now at Allegheny General Hospital's super slow-mo, thanks to Deadspin, Mr. Rizzo actually curved in. Yeah, it's when you see the play bang, bang, it looks like, oh, he just his, like he let his left leg go out first. But when you see it on slow-mo, slow-mo when you or do, even just the head-on angle, not the regular broadcast angle. I mean, you're, you're looking at it yeah, right the there. The angle that you're showing me from, basically looking from the first base side. As a player, I'm sliding in. My left leg is tucked underneath me with my front leg straight. Yeah. Mr. Rizzo went in, and, and I'm, I love the Cubs. He's sweeping the leg. He's sweeping both legs. He's yeah. coming in windshield wiper on him. Could have ended his career. That's an injury where your cleat catches the ground. There goes your ankle or your shin. Yeah. 100%. So to, to get to what Jared's getting to, so when you throw, right foot's planted, right, and you take the step with the left, Rizzo sl- sweeps... The right Sweet leg man. that is planted, and it does. I mean, did he flip over? It didn't look too bad. It wasn't too bad because you can see he there, actually gets but it, it looked slow. It looks like he kind of hits like right on the bone, which not fun. No, it not, isn't. Not what you want there, even with the equipment on. But then you look at last night. We had a dugout clearing incident, and I akin it to when a goalie fights. Because yeah. Mr. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Josh, or not Josh Bell. Josh Harrison hits to the third baseman. Bang. Go to second base with a play. Javier Baez. Yeah. Who, at the beginning of this year, got Clint Hurdle flyered up because bat flip was a little excessive. So, Clint, he's chewing all that bubble gum. I think he swallowed it. Not sure. Strongest jaw in the major league. Well, what happens is, Joe, I believe it's Joe Musgrove, goes into second base does a little pop-up slide into Mr. Baez. Yeah. Best part about it is it kind of looked like an Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve thing because Musgrove is about 6'7". Yeah. He's a big, He's a big dude. Boy. He's a big boy. So when he popped up, he actually bounced Baez off of him. Yeah. Baez took exception to it, and the dugout's cleared. Joe Madden thinks it's funny to quote him. He goes, I loved it. I thought it was rather humorous, actually. Uh, this is Joe Madden because it was nothing going on, an absolute nondescript nothing. It's not nondescript. At that point, you know, it's it's like a what is it? Who was uh the? It's like Biron fighting for the bro, for the Sabers, Marty Biron. Yeah. He was the guy that was the catalyst for those Sabers teams to fight, or Ray Emery for the Flyers. Marty Biron, very strong goalie for the Flyers when he came yes, over. Yes, he was. But we're not talking about the Flyers. This is correct. But I mean, you, you take a look at it and you go, that's great. We need more of this fire. The Pirates are a young team with more coming up this year. Having a rookie season, you know, you want to talk about. They always talked about um, who's the first baseman. Davis was it? Davis? Who for, for the Pirates? Team? Twenty-five. He then went on to the Nationals. Why am I blanking on this? Are you talking about the guy that went to the Orioles? Chris no. Davis? No, another no. guy. Right. Scrap it. No. This guy is going to be a good baseball player. And we, we take a look at now if the Pirates can spend a little money. Then I would highly doubt that they're going to be buyers this year. No, it, I wouldn't think so either. Unless they get back to the heat they were on the beginning of the season. You know, I, I really think we have a lot within the organization. However, we need to get to a point where we're back to when we finally got into the the wild card a couple years ago. That was there, but McCutcheon goes away this year. You know, it would have been great to keep him. It would have been great to keep, um, you know, our catcher a couple years ago. We were lucky to have Cervelli and, and be that veteran presence with the team. Um, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Coffee's coming up, doing great. 
However, I still think we're at least a couple years out before the Buckos are worth anything. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's tough. Like you guys have some, you have a lot of prospects coming up, and I think you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those things of, of how baseball's just been yep. in terms of you have to either have the prospects come up and be able to hold on to them mm-hmm. or figure out the money ball way of, of doing it. So correct. If they, I mean. Unfortunately, they're not one of the you know they're not the island of mis- misfit toys to no. quote the movie, uh, but they're not you know the big spenders either. They're not sitting on a mountain of Comcast money like the Phillies are. No, they're really not. And and it's you would hope, uh, Mr. Nutting and <laughs> we is that really your owner's name? Uh, Bob Nutting. Wow. Yep. And uh, it's, basically, what he's done to the city of Pittsburgh. He also owns Seven Springs. The, the resort, and he's got more money going into the resort than anything else. So go figure. So it's Ski al- lift. So it's almost like the Red Sox owner who sold Babe Ruth to start a Broadway show. So you're saying it's similar. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Modern day. Is there a curse of the Seven Springs? There's a golf course. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if they'll get us on. We just gave him a shout-out. Ex- Free ads. <laughs> Free ads for golf. Uh, but let's move on. Let's go to the fan favorite segments. We start with the stadium snacks. I know, kind of staying on Pittsburgh. I know you have a Pirates. I do, but can I interject a new segment Ooh. right here? All right. Let's get it. So for those of you who know, we love the movie Major League. Great movie. And, you know, hats for bats. They keep bats warm. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to introduce the Pedro Serrano Jobu Shot of the, shot of the Week. Ooh. And we're going to have a double, double jack. This week, two jacks to talk about. Oh, um, shout out to Jobu. Huh. He's my friend. Helps us with the curveball. Yeah. Even though Pedro says, "Screw you, Jobu. I'll do it Oof. myself." So we'll give you one from five twenty-three. We're going to tell everybody to rise because the judge himself, Aaron Judge, hit Aaron. Aaron hit his uh, our friends from Eastern University who we played with um, Cole Hamels, as we'd like to call him. That's it. he's a first baseman. We call him Cole. It's not his name. We'll get to that in a minute. 417 foot yak. You, you take a look at that and you go, okay, 417. Yahtzee? He did. 112 mile per hour exit velocity. 27.5 degree launch angle. Peak height, 109.1 feet. It's a big looper. Tony Barnett, you, you, you grooved a 92.1 mile an hour mm-hmm. shot and he took it out of the park. There you go. So that wasn't within the last week. If you're going Thursday to Thursday, you know, it's one of those where you go, well, what do you got for me this week, Jared? Carlos Gonzalez of your Colorado Rockies. Wish they would have had the purple on. It would have been a lot better. But this was a third decker in Colorado. So we take a look, 527-18. Mr. Gonzalez went 461 feet. With this shot. It's a bomb. It was. 110 mile an hour exit velocity, 30.5 degree launch angle, a height of 112.3 feet. It came off our buddy, who's now with the Reds. You're right. Matt Harvey. Yeah. Off of Matthew Harvey himself, 94.1. Wasn't a curveball. It went out. And to, to give him his due, Andrew Boykin former first baseman of your Eastern University baseball team, now of the Delaware Valley Tigers in the Liberty Bell Men's League, it was a dong shot. And those are your Joe Boo shots of the week. I love it. Presented by, throw it out there. Pre- presented by the Honorable Jared Barnes. The Honorable Jared. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, man. 
got me second guessing my my stadium stand. I don't know what I want to do. I'm gonna stay with the one I have. It's not one that would be right in my wheelhouse, but it comes to you from the Globe Life Park in Arlington. That's the home of the Texas Rangers. Yes. It's called the Broomstick. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. So it is a chili cheese dog that's not one, but two feet long. Mm. It looks like this bun might be a pretzel bun, which if it is, I might get one. No no nacho cheese because they have jalapenos. It doesn't look like they're fried, but some of them look like they're chopped crispy. up and yeah, a little crisped up, uh, which in that case, I mean, go you. If you can eat that thing, I mean. It's two foot of meat. Yeah, two foot of who the fuck knows what kind of meat. But it's not Scrapple. That's everything but the oink, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do enjoy scrapple. a good Scrapple. <laughs> but literally, it looks like a pretzel roll. I mean, this yeah. thing looks delicious, minus the, the nacho cheese You're not part. a cheese man. I, a cheese I, I like man. everything and anything. So yeah. I would I would go full bore. I go wit. It looks like they put it with uh, the, the picture. It looks like they give you it on a cedar board. Instead of just like a plate or a container. Don't think you can take that home with you, though. I don't think you can either. There might be some sort of like... Pledge paddle. Containment area that they keep you there. Yeah, um, yeah cricket bat even. Yeah, man. Uh, Jared, you got one? You know what? I, I, I got one. If we're staying local, I got to give a shout out to Bulls Barbecue. Oh, it's yeah. the only thing I eat. I, I made We, a we talk about the bull a lot. I mean... The, What's your go-to? You got to go with the bulldog, man. I had oh, the kibasi yeah. out on a grill last oh, night. Great. A nice Polish kibasi. We're good to go. So Pittsburgh of you. But, you know, you say Pittsburgh, and I wanted to give everybody a little bit of home cooking if you go to PNC Park. Please, yeah. What's the recommendation? So, you know, there's a few there. The, the number one, if you want a little barbecue, go to Manny Sanguian's Barbecue. Got your pulled pork. You got your, your chicken and whatnot. And Manny's usually there... Signing autographs. That's the best part like about the bull. Like the bull. But then, as you can see, I have the number eight on. I got the Willie Stargell on my back. The We got Pop's Place, which I found out tonight, they have a Chickies and Pete's. Really? Chickies and Pete's, new to PNC Park. Wow. I like it. I like that, too. Does that mean we get Permanis soon? Probably not. Nobody would eat it. Yeah. yeah. But they do I have a Permanis. Yeah, I've heard the. I've never been to PNC Park, but I've heard the one. Been to the original one. I don't think. I think that's the only location I've been to. But I've heard the one at PNC Square. Yeah, I've heard the one at PNC is also very good. It it is. I mean, if anybody doesn't know, two slices of uh, Italian bread, little coleslaw, vinegar slaw, tomato, meat and cheese are your choice. Stack tie. Don't cut. Don't cut it for you. That's the original from the south side. They don't cut it for you. No. But my favorite, just like when we're done after a race and going to Mortiarty's, Quaker State and Lube. Automotive themed chicken wing place, stadium bucket. You get about twenty five wings in it. Go to town, treat yourself. Yeah, I might have to. We might have. Are they home this weekend? We might have to drive out. We can do it one yeah, of these days. We could do it one of these days. I love it. Move on. Get please. your snack on. Oh, ho ho! Don't tempt me. Um, we normally have the when Maddie D's on. We have the beer corner. I don't know. You have a beer you want to talk about? You know what? I do. As a matter of there fact, there we go. You know, last night I had a Ballast Point. Red Velvet. Ooh. And if you want to talk about Ballast Point real yeah. quick, I'm going to walk over to the fridge and actually show you what the bottle looks like. All right, so bad radio here. And if you don't mind, can you grab me a beer? Oh, um, for the beer corner, sir? Yeah, yeah. Well, you might as well crack one open. Well, you can crack it close and everybody yeah. knows that it's Yeah, absolutely. Fruit. Here it comes. So Jared's showing me the... Show me this bottle. Oh, is that a, is it aluminum or is it glass? That is a glass bottle with a full enveloped 
wrap around it. So ballast point, the nice thing, and I think the neatest part about it is skeletons on every bottle. Yeah, that's in pretty different cool. ways. So this one is actually the nitro red velvet, which this looks it, like the, the end scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Pretty much. Now you have uh, two skeletons serving the king skeleton, who is actually holding a red velvet cake. Um, as you know, with the nitro you get in the bottle, it tells you to pour vigorously. So cap it open, flip your bottle over, and get a nice head on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, golden oatmeal stout with beets, chocolate, and natural flavors added. Nice pink Beats color, and chocolate. Nice red color to it. Red velvet milkshake. That's what it tastes like. Wow! Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. And for those wondering, the beer I opened it is a Philadelphia Pale Ale from Yards Brewery. So cheers to that. And what are we supposed to do, Jordy? Brew on to others. Yes, brew on to others as you would brew on to you. Correct. Well, we move on to some bleacher creatures, <laughs> and it sounds like we have the same one. A literal bleacher creature, which those are always the best. We had last year the Florida Gators mascot that used his snout to defend a, a young fan from a foul ball. There it is. Uh, this one, though, is it's a little more wild. At Comerica Park. We take you live, as Brett Mersberger would say. What uh, happened, Jordy? Yeah, there was, a, there was a goose, and the goose... The goose was loose. Was on the loose. Not the juice. It was the goose. I mean, this is basically what the juice did when he was on the loose. Uh, this poor goose. He's on the field and gets shooed away, and he starts flying. Rain delay. Top of the sixth inning. This goose yep. flies in. Time to start the game, folks. Kind of like yeah. the squirrel or the cat being on the field, and they shoo yep. him. He gets enough runway. He takes flight. There's a ribbon banner. Boom! It's the scoreboard. It's yeah, the, the, the ribbon scoreboard. Yep, the, the ribbon banner he between levels. Right in, he runs right into the eighth inning. He so, didn't know what inning it was. He, he he smacked it hard and he hit. He hit the. He fell about four stories. He hit the seats, feathers, and he just he stands up and he goes, "What the hell's going on here?" Yeah. Well, the best is that there. He falls right next to some old lady who's Doctor. just kind of sitting there and. Yes, she does. She doesn't do anything. As you would she's, say, she ducks away and then she just kind of looks like oh. And then like her husband's like, well, "What's he doing?" It looks like Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah, Check he, it off. He looks like he is got well, the beard and everything. But what do you say if something like that occurs? Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah, you have to. And there was. <laughs> Veterinarian Doctor Catherine Roach. <laughs> Who's a Detroit area vet happened to be a few seats away. So you'll see this woman in the video actually cradling the goose and, and holding on to its neck so it doesn't bite anybody. <laughs> she actually takes it to the locker room and they let it do its own thing. Thus, the rally goose was born. The rally goose. In the tiger den. You Is there going to be a battle between the Red Wings octopus and this goose for like most popular animal in Detroit? <sighs> I'm not sure, but what I can say is Dr. Roach was back today, threw out the first pitch of today's game. Oh, my God. What a great end to the story. And what I can tell you is we could call this the case of two games and one bird. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a story. Oh, my God. Um, only yeah, in America. Only in, only in Comerica. Well, that, even yeah. better, sir. Yeah, not oh, man. not Coangelo, but yeah, we. That's, we'll, a, different yeah, yeah, that's a different story. That's a, hmm. uh, on the NBA, it does start tonight. It starts pretty soon, I think. Who do you got in this finals? Man, I will tell you what, not a big basketball guy. We've always known that. 
I think it'll be at most a five-game series. I really think the Warriors have yeah. what it. What was the plus? Was it a plus or a minus twelve today for the Cleveland? line for the game was was minus twelve and a half for the Warriors, which is a NBA Finals record. I heard. yeah. The the last was I believe the Lakers. If you think the Sixers Cavaliers, series was like a ten or eleven, yeah, something like that. And if you think the Cavs are going to win just this game, you want to just bet them straight up on the money line. So no, you're not getting twelve and a half points or anything like that. It's plus. The last I checked, I think it was plus eight sixty five. That means you bet a hundred dollars, you win eight hundred sixty five dollars. The so on that note, I think the same thing. I think the Warriors get it in five. The over under at five and a half games. If you took the under, that's minus two fifty five. So bet two fifty five to win a hundred. I mean, ooh. I I think Cleveland gets one at home. I think you get another LeBron hero game if he could do that against the Cavaliers. He can, but. They're just such a more complete team that they're going to get it done. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not. I barely touch basketball playoffs. Just bet the Sixers, and that went all right for me. I didn't really bet the the Celtics series. I bet the Heat series because I was degenerately betting again against the Heat because I thought they just were terrible. But one eight hundred gambling folks. We're not condoning gambling. There is a website if you need it. Yeah, there is a there is a website. I, I talk about odds all the time. But that's okay. No. But I'm just saying we're putting it yeah. out there for the folks. But let's quickly before we wrap it up because the other series it's two games in now all knotted up at one. The Stanley Cup Finals. We mentioned the Capitals. Incredible performance in both games by them. Yeah. And they, I mean, they, I mean, Brayden Holtby, tremendous last night. If you haven't seen the save of the year. Which, if you're that guy, you already scored in a fucking traffic jam earlier in the game, and you get that open of a look. All, all honor to, to Braden Holpe, who had the wherewithal with that weird bounce to know to turn back. Yeah. So, I mean, before they even sees the guy there, he turns he turns around. But you have ninety percent of the net open, and you yeah. hit the like the one spot. I don't know how that happens. Usually, when I play hockey, I do that. Yeah. That is normal for me. So yeah. I'm that guy. Um, I would really want to see, because it's uh, Penguins West now with uh, the Knights, with Reeves and England and Flurry. Yeah. I can't stand Ovi to save my life. Um, man, I, I think the Capitals pull it out. I don't want them to do it, but I think six games. Yeah, I said Caps and six before the series. I feel pretty confident with that. I don't know if they go back to Vegas up 3-1, though. Uh, just so how well Vegas has played. And they've traveled well. Uh, were you at me with the, the Vegas game when they came to Philly? I was not. Oh, that was Mike. Mike was with me. Uh, yeah, they traveled pretty well, which was surprising. They're all from Vegas. Yeah. Like, the Vegas crowd, they've had the ECHL there. They have an NHL team. But then it translated very well to the NHL. So the experiment went very well. It's also a very hot ticket. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. But the locals love them. So, I mean, I've heard, though, if you can go to a game, it's – that's a must-do now when you're in Las Vegas and they're home. And Brian Boucher said last night, better fans than Philadelphia. Uh, Which, I was like, Boosh, you're just saying this because you're on national TV. Yeah. Not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know necessarily about that. It's tough because a lot of it, from what I've heard, I had a lot of friends who went out yep. for the Flyers game there. Mm-hmm. And I heard that it was like a third Flyers fan. So, you know... When it was Vegas was here, it wasn't that yeah. large. So, I mean, Las Vegas, all credit to you. Fantastic town. And you're getting the NFL. You're almost definitely getting the NBA. And 
I've heard that the the Reno fifty uh, seven fifty ones um, that they do pretty well, uh, but that's Reno. Yeah. Oh, that's the Mets team. Um, that's for Area Fifty One. I think go. there's a team in Vegas though in the uh, AAA. I don't know. Yeah. We, we that's a different minor league report. Exactly. But let's let's wrap things up. Let's look at the schedule ahead. Let's we're, look at this weekend. We're getting the uh, the uh, wrap it up sign from Catherine Pagano walking in the door yes. right now. So yes. we better wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we're some surprised we're not getting Oscars music yet. I know. It's um, yeah, but Jared, is there a series this weekend that sticks out to you? You know what? I, I'll t- you know I looked ahead to the next. I'll give you one that's close and give you one. I'll give you one game coming up. You might know this young man. Mr. Chad Cool. Yes. Mr. Chad Cool is uh, versing Luke Weaver. No relation to Pop Weaver, the popcorn company, or the Brothers Weaver. Yes, Saturday. Uh, yep, at Charity, as they yes. say around here, at Macworld, St. Louis, 4-3, and 3.94 ERA with 58 Ks coming into this game. Luke okay. Weaver, 3-5 and five with a 463 ERA. 53 strikeouts. Very far. nice. I was going to pick that series as well. And tickets for that game, according to ESPN's little <laughs> I ticket saw thing, that. as low as $6. Go on your stub hub. Yeah, we could jump on. Yeah, well, I think it's a, like event. Some It's one of those other ones that pops up on like SeatGeek. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jared, we could, I mean, we could save money on the tickets that we could use to buy the plane tickets to go to St. Louis. Or we save the money for the doubleheader when the Mets come back to town. Yes. Against- the Phillies. Since we missed that from the tailgate. Because there was a deluge. Yeah. But we was. did find out what Bud Light Orange is. We did find out. What, that should have been our beer corner. I know. Um, so, yeah, uh, since you took that series out for this weekend, the one I, that I'm looking at, I'll look in the American League, the Red Sox going down to Houston, uh, a very, very odds on favorite to be the ALCS. Yep. Uh, which, which reminds me, we do have a fan question we need to add before yes. we wrap it up. Uh, but that's definitely one to keep an eye out for. So, And a great series next week, the Phillies at the Cubs. Yeah, we mentioned that before. That's going to be good. That A lot of impact there that could happen. I mean, that's a playoff series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Cousins, pretty- start your open up your wallets. Let's, well, get the, let's make this thing interesting. And then you got the 6 through 10, Sharks versus Sharks, Pale Hose versus the Red Hose. I yeah. mean, you got a lot going Formally on. Formally a good series. Not so much now. No, not so much now. The White Sox and... In free fall. But yeah, I mentioned we have a fan question. It comes from Greg. What's in the mailbag? So, yeah, we, we dig deep into the mailbag. Greg wants to know from you, Jared, your opinion. Judge or J.D. Martinez or, Judge, or J.D. Martinez or Stanton, who had a better offseason? Who won it is Greg's specific question. The Red Sox or the Yankees? Man, I, I tell you what. I mean... Both both teams had an incredible offseason. Yes. Let's let's start there. If you look at the Sox with having JD in there and then Mookie Crisps himself having a great season. Shout out to Greg's fantasy team. There you go. Yeah. They had a good one. You look at the Yankees too, and who they brought on, you got Stanton. You got Mr. Torres right now. You got Gary Sanchez. I mean, overall I would say, even though they're two games back right now of the Red Sox, I would have to say, from an unbiased opinion, the Yankees. All right. Two new managers, too, so who knows what's going to happen. Sunday night baseball, baseball tonight could be a playoff series. They're not going to know what to do. Kirchin is going to be hopped. No. I mean, you might need to get – you'll need to get uh, 
It's too bad it's not Baltimore. So you get the Scott Van Pelt using the Maryland accent. Oh, I know. And, and That's the best. Whatever he's old, on. With Buckos. Yeah. I mean, we could have Buck, Bucky Showalter. Oh, man. Yeah, the Orioles, are they're not making the playoffs. But, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Jared, thank you so much Shorty. for coming on. Pleasure. Yeah, this was great. Let's go play some softball. Yeah, let's go play some softball. Yeah, we got about 45 minutes to get ready. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think, you know. Let's, well, do, let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Well, you'll, we'll do it again. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get Matt on so he can defend himself. Matt, if you listened and you got all the way to here, congratulations. But I think that's going to do it. Make sure to like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Follow Jared at Jared S. Barnes on Twitter. Follow me at Jordo9. Follow the blog, ThunderBLG, also on the Tweet Tours. Uh, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports on Facebook, ThunderblogSports.com, the website. You can find all of our great blogs. Here we get Jared writing again. Uh-oh. Fingers crossed. Uh, that's going to do it for us. For my man, Jared Barnes, I am the G Man, Jordy Cannell. Thanks so much for listening. Let us know what you think in the comments. Have a good night, everybody, and go Phils. Thank you all.